but I was just like so wrapped up in like why would a hat have a tag that's, that told you thank you from a horse? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make a any dead sense. Horse. It doesn't make any sense that the ghost of a dead horse is thanking you. Good lunch, good customer service. Head on down to Crescent Springs, Kentucky's location of Chipotle. (laughs) I went there for lunch just earlier today. Was it acceptable? Well, I had ordered lunch uh, to be picked up from a different Chipotle, and they told me, sorry, sir, that's not how it works. And I was like, that's pretty understandable. But they called the manager of the other Chipotle and canceled that order and gave me my food. Toot sweet. Oh, nice. So, anyways, now it's time to get to the show that was brought to you by Crescent Springs Chipotle. <laughs> uh, you're probably like, that seems confusing. I think I'm lost, but you're not. You made it. So, pull up a chair. It's the TV boys. This is the show where we, the boys, we talk about TV. Um, before I get too far into it, we are going to talk about a person this week. Let me tell you who I am and who else I got here. I'm Izzy. Who else is here with me today? I'm Thomas. And I'm Johnny. And Johnny, could you tell us not only who we are talking about this week, but also why this week? Yeah, I would love to. This week, we're talking about the one and only Timothy Oliphant. Uh, Sounds so familiar. Yeah, for the second time uh in in the same month i i just straight up deleted an entire episode that was not edited we hadn't done anything with it yet we were literally like texting each other excited that we got one episode ahead we were gonna have a little bit of cushion and if anybody needed a week off and i just deleted it off off my computer without even touching it so sorry about that guys (laughs) it's been a few weeks now and uh we're, we're, we're you know re-recording what? now, so it's gonna be better this time because <laughs> if anything, Timothy Oliphant gets better with age. It's true. You ain't wrong about that. Yeah. That's a silver fox I right mean, there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in case, in case you were wondering what you may have seen him in, Thomas, can I get an IMDb top four? Absolutely. Timothy Oliphant is known for Justified, The Crazies, Go. And a perfect getaway. Mm. I feel like justified for sure. The rest of these, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know him from any of those other three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, to to use a joke I heard from the great Conan O'Brien. I think it's time that we talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> That's good, dude. I have not seen that one. <laughs> got me there. Uh, you got some, yeah. some early life facts? Yeah, let me give it to yeah. you real quick. Um, Timothy Oliphant was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, but moved to Modesto, California at the age of two. Oliphant is a descendant of the Vanderbilt family of New York. 
his paternal fourth great great or no, that's just one great great grandfather was the family patriarch Cornelius Vanderbilt. His third great grandfather was William. Okay, yeah, it's a bunch of old people who made a bunch of money at the railroad. Sounds like um, the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not going to tell you who begat who, but, um, but John Hammond was in the mix. John, <laughs> wait, John Ham? Oh, John Hammond. Yes. Yeah. John Hammond. Um, that guy, yes, is was is Timothy Oliphant's great uncle. And just to give a shout out to him, if you don't know his name, he was instrumental in sparking or furthering the careers of people like Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Aretha Franklin, uh, let's see, or Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's uh the list goes on so and on. But it's me wildly this, this family's got impressive. its its fingers in a lot of pies. They're, yeah, they're just, in all forms of entertainment. Just about all the pies. Um Olifant attended Modesto. Uh, own any bakeries? I wouldn't put it past I don't know if that's like high brow enough. No, Is that, are you they gonna definitely get own a holding company that owns a bakery. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. They have they have their digital <laughs> financial ghost fingers in literal pies. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Oliphant attended Modesto's Fred C. Bayer High School. He swam competitively, competitively throughout his childhood and was a finalist in the 1986 Nationals in the 200-meter individual medley. Can you imagine just chilling with your boy at the lake? It's a hot summer day. You're on the middle of summer break. It's boiling. You're like, let's, let's just chill, dude. Let's have a swim. And he's like, no. I'm a competitive swimmer. I don't do it to relax. <laughs> and he just takes off like a motorboat. He's like, dang, Timmy. I'm just trying to chill. Literally, it's hot. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. <laughs> he was then recruited to the University of Southern California's swim team. When Oliphant first visited the campus as part of the recruitment trip, he hoped to study architecture, but was told that it would be unmanageable with his training schedule. Um, instead, he opted to earn a bachelor's of, Bachelor of Fine Arts. However, Oliphant left university one elective shy of a degree. He returned to finish the degree 30 years later, uh, taking an online course during the COVID-19 pandemic. How? dope would it be to be doing you're all depressed you're stuck at home it's the pandemic you're doing an online class and you're like oh, i guess i'll do the chat today and you join the chat timothy oliphant's there how cool would that be, be wild <laughs> pretty dope i can't say for sure if that happened but uh Wouldn't put in my mind him. it did because that somebody either saw his name on an online message board at least once right <laughs> in 1990 while working as a swim coach at Irvine, Irv, Irvine Nova Aquatics. Um, Oliphant decided to move to New York to decided to move to New York to explore other options. He initially performed stand-up comedy, but was ultimate, but ultimately decided uh, to become an actor. In his final year of college, he had taken an acting class as an elective, and found it uh, very enjoyable. He completed a two-year acting program at New York's. William Esposito and began auditioning to roles after that. So I, I thought it was interesting that he had some early stand-up work because I didn't know that. So I tried to look into it, and I mean the internet is vast. I'm not saying it's not out there, but it's like basically not out there because it was very brief and very early in his career. I did find. 
And it's in, I think it's 1990. Talking so. about it. Yeah. I found where, and he was asked, like, are there videos out there? And he was like, not that I know of. And they're like, oh, oh you don't want us to find them. He's like, no, please do. Like, show me. But, like, <laughs> I don't. And he said that one of his, uh, his, his opening bit, he had, like, a recurring opening line for when he did stand up. And it would be, you know, to walk out to the mic and say, if you love me and you know it, clap your hands. And he was like, no matter how it goes, he's just immediately like, thank you. Thank you very much. And then like into his set like yeah. first, but like he always, nice. it's like sometimes nobody would clap. Sometimes a couple of people, sometimes one person, no matter what, it's like, that is the joke. Dude, that's so, that's, that's rough because like yeah. comedy, yeah, right? Com- Coming well, out with like, no claps to that. Comedy and acting. People have literally never heard of him. They're like at like an open mic night. Yeah. Like, but like, up? those are the two things that you can like try really hard to get good at and just have yeah. just like people be like, nope, nope, not you. I nope, will say, no, nope, yeah. don't want I you tried or to, like not laugh at your jokes. Ugh, I tried to put no sauce on it. Like it may, like, I'm not saying that's exactly how he delivered it, but that was the, like the opening joke, but he did not from, from the interview I heard, he did not consider it like, uh, his peak performance by any means. Yeah. yeah. He's just remembering fondly <laughs> these early days. And I thought that was pretty funny. I couldn't find any videos though. Well, that was before cell phones had video cameras on them and. I guess nobody's bringing a tape reel, whatever. Would have been cool to see though. You Timmy. make it. You make it sound like it was like the 1800s. Yeah, and they were yeah like, nobody was cranking at that video I believe camera. There was a like, scribe who heard, and he's up there and it's yeah. silent. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Um, I don't think it was quite that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Like you said. 90s but it was the 90s. olden times it was the olden times. <laughs> i think that's safe to say dude <laughs> anything any time before the internet was big are the olden times to me pre-wi-fi was just sort of it's sort of like the world wasn't in full color yet yeah like yeah. when you look back <laughs> that's like i think that you put that perfectly but <laughs> should we uh, talk about deadwood i think so yeah let's talk about deadwood it started back in 2004 that's practically the olden times <laughs> yeah i was about to say um, that <laughs> and was tragically cut short after only 36 episodes but it is pretty fantastic if you're not familiar or if you don't remember it is a western uh as far as you know set in the american west it aired on hbo and I believe the setting was the 1870s, and it was in South Dakota. De- and the city was Deadwood. The title was, you know, the the setting. Yeah. Um, but I but I think it was like before South Dakota was a state. Like it's just the Dakota Territory. Yeah, a lawless kind of wasteland. Uh, that but point. they sort of get into that like pretty early on. Like if they form a local government, is that going to be considered? Uh, a rival government to the U.S. or are they going to, when they get annexed and become a state, are they just going to be declared you're the government now because you were already in place? Yeah. And like trying to navigate those waters on, you know, they know they're going to get annexed. They know they're going to become a state, but they w- still want to remain in power once that happens. 
Uh, but as far as some people behind the camera, uh, David Milch uh, created the show, produced it, wrote a lot of it. And he apparently is like, well, he also made NYPD Blue, which is, is you know, highly regarded as well. But, man, I listen to uh, T- Timothy Oliphant talk a, l- a lot about this guy. And he seems like a, a mad genius of television. Hmm. It is just kind of crazy the way the way this guy worked and i'll dig into that a little bit more but let's let's talk a little bit more about deadwood as far as um fantastic cast i mean you got ian mcshane oh yeah you got uh for those of you that are fans of hot Hot rod Rod, (laughs) you'll know ian mcshane (laughs) and well and american gods too Yeah, yeah right uh but there there's also this thing where these actors are playing like actual historical figures, which I think is really fun. But people, man, I'm blanking on their name, but Carlton Lasseter, uh, J.F. Sebastian, these characters I've seen from other things that's not important because they're not, we don't want to get too in the weeds for other actors because we're here to talk about Oliphant. But uh, Brad Dorif is in Deadwood as well, who you might know as, as Grima Wormtongue. And it is just, Seeing him as this doctor who is not a bad guy, whereas Grima from Lord of the Rings is, uh, it was such a weird. I've only I've only seen him as a bad guy. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, he's great. Um, one thing that really made me love this show was the uh, set design. It looks like they just went out to some field in the middle of somewhere and like built an old west town like it's uh, it feels real um i love the set design i love the costumes uh it's super great cast is great um but yeah i i got really into this show and uh i stopped watching after like 10 episodes because it is it's real gritty it's real dark it's like 1880s everything sucks people are getting murdered and their money stolen and blah 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 and i think but what really I was so into this show and then I'm not gonna tell you who it, who it was but they killed off my favorite character and I was so upset like I think I'm still in mourning right now um, <laughs> I probably will go back and finish it just because it is it's such a cool show but so, I am I am a little sad about as far as you details. talking about that set and the like the street they really basically did like they just built this okay small, that's, like street and function like this functional old town that's what it looks like old western town street f- as like this you know to put it in video game terms like a sandbox for david milch to to play in yeah and they're not on some production he, stage in london like they're just like out there dude. deadwood has such a crazy good like it has a really good continuity and they really like something will happen in an episode like someone will die and it's not that people move on in the next episode like it affects them the rest of the show it affects the anything when blank happens it affects everybody it happened to for the rest of the show which is to me a pretty high level of continuity which makes me think oh it was all like very well planned before they did it all one of those directors who's saying like no 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 don't deviate do it exactly like i said and when I say mad genius, he was like making stuff up on the fly. <laughs> there's there's a, a death of a uh, of a child. I don't want to get too spoilery. I believe it's in season two where 
it like becomes a pivotal changing point for many of the characters in the show. And it was like that child actor's mom was being difficult one day. So David Milch was just like, we're just going to kill the boy then. (laughs) It it became like a show, like changing thing. Um, And he would also come up with like all these crazy like intricate plot lines and explain it to Timothy Oliphant was saying this in an interview, like go, he, he did a theoretical, like in that guy you saw back in the first episode, you said this to him. Now he comes back and does this and it all ties together. And then he'd show up in the next, the next morning and be like, Oh yeah, none of that's happening. I, I wrote a whole new thing. <laughs> and be like, wait, what? That was so cool. Like, but whatever he replaced it with was even cooler. Yeah. But he was just, there's such a good character continuity. And it surprises me that he was just, going like by the seat of his pants but that's i guess if you're just that talented if you're that good at making television then going by the seat of your pants is like why they have you there to just get your talent so does this mean nypd blue is good that's what i like i'm (laughs) wait wondering i'm not gonna because he made nypd blue (laughs) i I just thought that was another like another formulaic my the show the comedy i'm watching ends as they start to say like and next up on sexy cop tv and i'm like all right and i'll go back to streaming service now but maybe it's good yeah dude i mean i'm I'm no stranger to those kind of TV shows. Um, I also know that the cancellation was like a shock to everybody. Really? Like, I'm pretty sure even some people at HBO. Really? Because Oliphant and one or two of the other actors were renegotiating their deal as, you know, as the show gets more popular. It's a thing that happens moving into season three. And, you know, in this world, there are some actors who, if the deal's not final, then they're not showing up to set like they're not going to do the thing but uh, of course timmy's a cool chill dude so he's like yeah i'll just still feel like we'll still do i know the deal will get worked out you know and it was around i believe he said episode nine of season three was done by the time their deal was finalized and then by the end of season three it was announced the show was canceled so he's like, why would they give me a raise if they were just going to cancel the show? That's not how it's done. It would have been like, ah, sorry, you just get your original deal because they're not worried about keeping, you know, they're not worried about hurting my feelings over this because the show is canceled. Like, they wouldn't mm-hmm. give me a raise. But I, but at the same time, someone at HBO had to know, like, so, like, it was a surprise to a lot of people that it yeah. was that it was canceled. And I, I think, like I said, I think even within HBO. Yeah. I always think that just to kind of change lanes here a little bit, whenever I watch something like this, that's like way back when it's hot, there's no air conditioning. Everybody's living in like the, the bush. Yeah. Um, Still not as sweaty as uh, Dexter. Yeah. But <laughs> Still so always... down not as sweaty as Dexter. But <laughs> Dexter's it sweating more somehow. <laughs> I always just wonder, like, how would this? Would I still enjoy the show if there was smell-o-vision? <laughs> like, would it? Would it really just be like, oh god, oh, get me out of here? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Used to I don't think I would enjoy anything before uh, smell of before access to running water for like fifty percent plus of of all people yeah. in in the show I'm watching. Yeah. I don't think I would want. 
I don't think I would want to watch Little House on the Prairie and smell a vision. Yeah. Theo Paul's rank. Theo Paul's rank. He's been working all, what, 30 years? I was going to say all day, but he's just yeah. never stopped working. <laughs> he's been working he's for 30 always, years and had two baths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's always replacing a full-size log yeah. on the cabin always. every episode. <laughs> he's built more baths by hand than he's taken. <laughs> but, hey, uh, just to bring it back, uh, Deadwood came back as a movie that just came out in 2019, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, so on, on HBO still. Eventually I, I came back. I have not seen the movie because I kind of want to finish the show yeah, first. Yeah, same. Uh, I feel like that's only natural, but uh, definitely one of those shows that was canceled too soon. Definitely one of those shows that's that's gritty and depressing, like you mentioned. Uh, I do really, like you said, get roped into the the universe of like all of a sudden I'm thinking about what it would be like to live here and be like, yeah. Oh, it'd be like hot and sweaty and dirty. Like trying to figure out what role, what would I do in this old Western town? And honestly, I think Timmy and his friend, like they're just trying to set up a shop rather than risk everything on a claim or whatever. They just know people are going to, I think that might be the best move is just set up a general store in this town of revolving traffic. But even then, I uh, I feel like I would have to live like near the creek or something because I yeah. can't handle this. Like <laughs> I'd have to swim every day, even if like on end. yeah, if soap was too expensive, I'd at least at have least to rinse more. off yeah. with something. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like if I was gonna go old timey like that, maybe I would just want to be in like a fishing town. So it's just like oh yeah, you can just hop in the water; it's fine. Yeah, yeah, like like somewhere in in like northern Michigan or something near the Great Lakes, or you could just go somewhere that is super cold, and nobody sweats. See, the problem, the thing is, really, if I could time travel, why would I go back there? Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why are we talking about this stupid conversation? <laughs> <laughs> going in the future. You either go to the future where things are even more cool, or you go far enough back that simple basic knowledge makes you a king. From what I've read. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at that point, I mean, people are bringing me my water. You know what I mean? From what I've read, future. Uh, so the next big thing we're going to talk about is Justified. Justified is an American Western crime drama television series on FX Network, uh, developed by Graham Yost. It's based on Elmore Leonard's stories about the character Raylan Givens, uh, particularly Fire in the Hole, which I believe is the title of one of his books, right? Yeah. Um, Timothy Oliphant portrays Raylan Givens, of course, a tough deputy U.S. marshal enforcing his own brand of justice. And he's got a cowboy hat on why he does it. Uh, the series revolves around the inhabitants of and culture of the Appalachian Mountains, uh, mountains area of eastern Kentucky. Oh, there it is. Specifically Harlan County. Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. God, God bless. God bless the bluegrass. The bluegrass. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it also features Lexington, Kentucky. God bless Lexington, God Kentucky, bless Lexington. <laughs> where the uh, local U.S. Marshal Office is situated. So I feel like most people have either heard of this show or seen it. Um, I watched it, I believe, on Hulu for the first time uh, when we originally did this episode. Uh, I really liked it. It was pretty cool. Did you guys get a chance to watch this? Have you seen more than me? Oh, I've I've like seen it before. I, I've yeah. seen it before we did this um episode it's fantastic i probably watched it because of timothy oliphant maybe i watched it because of walton goggins honestly got a fantastic everybody's killing it on this show it's very very well done um 
I think that so it was started how long ago was it? Twenty ten? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I feel like maybe FX has done awesome stuff all along. To me, I felt like they were like the sun the place for it's always sunny. Yeah, yeah. And then this show made me realize like, oh, FX can can kill it in whatever genre they choose, apparently, because this is as as well done as you can do a Western crime drama, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and um, at least, like, the character that uh, Oliphant is, <clears throat> it's fun to watch, as, as unrealistic as it may be. Like, he kind of plays that macho man. Yeah. Like, he's just the most badass badass. And, and like, he's going to make other dudes like, oh, sorry, mister. I, sh- I shouldn't have slapped that lady. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you better. All right. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and pretend... I don't like it more because it's set in my home state. Yeah, I yeah, do. Of course. That's not like you would too. I was talking like, last you know week about I mean? how much I love the good place because they have that Cincinnati joke. Right. So yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, it's it just a, a little. So yeah, that geographically bumps it up closer a whole to home for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there. To be fair, there's Johnny had said before. There's not much said about Cincinnati. But there's also way less said about Kentucky. Yeah. Besides <laughs> horse racing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a fun Maybe time, C- though. Was Seabiscuit set here? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I think Seabiscuit was born here. <laughs> Pro- I mean, yeah. Probably, Probably right? right? Probably. <laughs> big, big nostrils. We have a lot of horses. We don't know. <laughs> big yeah. nostrils, dude. Did you know that? What? That that's, horses have big nostrils? That's how yeah, that, that's how that horse was had. picked. Oh, you're oh, okay, saying so. that... Sea biscuit in particular has large nostrils. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the guy who the like guy better who, air intake on my Mustang. Yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. Like they, he, the guy who picked him yeah, to be yeah. his racehorse picked him based on nostril size because he That's assumed that crazy. more oxygen yeah. would mean more fast. Well, he's probably freaking right. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure we've yeah. all. I'm sure as Kentucky boys, we've all been to. I don't know if it was a racetrack or a museum where they had the like average. Uh, they had like a statue of a horse that is the average gait and it's, you know, longer than you think. Cause they're really basically like leaping each time they're jumping and sea biscuits. Average gait was like half that as a normal one. So to like, it had to be moving like twice as fast to be at the same pace. So it was like multiple so sm- times. So you're faster. saying sea biscuit had a smaller gait, but faster. Yeah. I'm saying normally like it, it like, <laughs> Yes, these but, Kentucky boys are talking about our Sea Biscuit. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, if if Sea Biscuit was the exact same speed with a smaller gait, he would have still lost every race. Yeah, I'm just saying. I I'm love saying, them. so it's not only like somewhat faster because the gait was small. It's like that horse is so dang fast. A horse <laughs> faster than you, boy. You know what I mean? I think all fa- horses it are faster. It was me. it was faster than a slow pitch curveball. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. They throw those baseballs on, like in human speeds, but yeah. maybe in horse and speeds. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but of course, as a major fan of a little show, a little little uh, little known show, you probably called, don't know about probably it. Probably never heard of it. It's only for us cool uh, kids. Yeah, exactly. The Office. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant. You, you of course remember it. him as Danny Cordray on The Office. I. 
his presence loomed a little larger for me. Uh, some sources are telling me only three episodes. I don't believe it. I'm going to go ahead and say he was in four or five. It felt like more. The internet says three. We'll see. Last I don't I know. Checked. But he wasn't in much, so we are moving on to something he is in much of. And that is the Santa Clarita Diet. Holla. He plays Joel Hammond in this series alongside Drew Barrymore as his wife. They're a husband and wife duo. Uh, they sell houses. They're realtors. Realtors. That's the word I was looking Realtors. for. Realtors. <laughs> Realtors. But what you said was, ah. 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 You're, you're, that was his Drew New Barrymore Your New England um for some reason, even though you weren't born over there. But yeah. Oh yeah. Go it's on. your it's your youper um. I forgot. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Santa Clarita Diet is an American horror comedy television series created by Victor Fresco, who also produced and wrote for My Name Is Earl and created Better Off Ted. Good stuff. I, both of those shows. I watch those. Especially Better Off Ted. Unsung Jam. What it is Better Off Ted? Who's in that? Um, so the, what is her name? The, the sister of, of Michael in Arrested Development, like the, the main adult woman, oh, but not the mom. The one who's married to, uh, Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres. Oh, she's married to she's Ellen DeGeneres in real in life. In real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking she about. She has a, a weird, uh, Portia. Portia D. Rossi. Portia D. Rossi. But, yeah. uh. <laughs> Santa Clarita diet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Joel and Sheila Hammond, played by Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, are everyday suburban real estate agents in Santa Clarita. A couple face a series of obstacles when Sheila undergoes a metamorphosis. <laughs> I wonder how you were going to put it. Metamorphosis. The undead. Huh? Okay. So ultimately, Drew Barrymore's character becomes a zombie. She wakes up, like, throwing up everywhere. Yeah, so like this show everywhere, everywhere. is beyond absurd. Yeah. And I really didn't know anything about like I had heard I I can't remember who it was, John Oliver or John Stewart or some comedian I like made fun of Netflix for like, oh, this show lasted that long. Like somebody made the first introduction to this show I had was somebody making fun of it. And I was like, I never really wanted to click on it because the thumbnail looked gross. There's like a decapitated head. Uh, this is one of the best things I've seen this year. I cannot believe it's taken me this long to watch it. It is so funny and just delightfully weird. It's like they took the the standard of too much blood in 80s horror movies. Yeah. And that's all they took from horror. And everything else is just a typical sitcom comedy. Uh, it's pretty much all it there's is. There's like a certain flavor of the show, like, you know, absolutely wild stuff starts happening. Drew yeah. Barrymore becomes a zombie and starts like craving human flesh. Yeah. And I would say at the most within like the first half of the first season, that's met with like befuddled amusement. Like, yeah. oh, isn't this silly? Yeah, like, like a sitcom. Like, like all of these e wild situations yeah, are yeah. approached in a I don't sitcom know. way. I did not think I'd like it. And I... I'm still watching it. You know, we recorded this episode originally yeah. a while ago, and I'm well, still watching it now. I'm spe speaking of that, yeah. it, it, I mean, it's lost to time, but I know, Thomas, you had mentioned you were particularly interested in, in how I felt about this show because I, I staunchly dislike uh, zombies sort of in general, mm -hmm. um, but 
I'll tell you right now, I've already finished this show. Like nice. since we first, <laughs> since I found out about it for research for this episode, this episode, uh, the original time, uh, <laughs> I've, I've finished this probably over a week ago. Like I couldn't stop watching. It is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens to be zombies. Yeah. Could have been vampires, but there's enough of those too. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like just the other night, I was watching. I just pre- I pressed A on an episode. Couldn't even remember what the last thing that happened was. And it was just immediately this scene where Timothy Oliphant comes up to. I think his name's Jeremy Waters, the main host from Drunk History. Mm. He's in this show, and this guy's at a urinal peeing, and he goes, "Stop peeing." He's like, I, I can't. It was like, and then like he <laughs> does, and then he like is like mad at him and talking to him, and then like you just hear peeing start again. He's like, I'm sorry. He was like, stop peeing. And he was like, I'm sorry, I can't stop it. <laughs> like it's just, it's just weird and goofy, and I and like the most absurd situations that Timothy Oliphant is like projecting has to try to make feel real to a character. I don't know. It's like. It doesn't take take itself seriously, and it is so wonderful, wonderfully funny. And like I said, like if if you'd seen something making fun of this, try it for yourself because um, it's one of the funniest things I've seen this year. I, I think kind of like on some of what both of you were saying that part of what makes it so fun and unique, and I think makes it work so well, is that that sitcom setting where. You know, in a classic sitcom, they're often introducing mundane topics, but often introducing like something that's like, well, in real life, we'd all freak out about this more, but it's fine. It's this episode of the sitcom. And they take that to the extreme of having it be a zombie thing, but it's not just one episode. Like, that's the whole show. Yeah. But they're still treating that as if it's a regular sitcom element. And. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but I think you, Thomas, you met, you mentioned that. And then Johnny, you were talking about that. They just like, they, they amp up this, this wackiness, but still keep acting like it's normal. Yeah. yeah. It just, that, uh, I, that I think makes it funny enough that I don't even, the subject matter is neither here nor there to me. Like the fact that I dislike zombies, I don't even consider because it's just so well done. Yeah. And Timmy, O, he's great. We love him. That's why we're doing an episode about him. But like in that show, he's married to drew Barrymore, like America's little sweetheart. Like she's was a child actress and like that. Yeah. We 70s. all saw ET. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and she is so funny and I feel like they work off of each other so well. It's just a delightful show um, in its entirety, in my opinion. I'm so glad that you like it. I'm glad you both like it, but mainly I knew... Because you watched this first. You watched, yeah, you watched, watched this a long time ago. I watched ago. all of it before he was even on the radar for yeah. an episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I figured when this show came up in this outline that Johnny would probably enjoy it to an extent. I was really on the fence whether or not you would be able to get past the door. It seems like Izzy enjoyed but, it more than me because yeah. he, uh, he finished it <laughs> and I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> and like the, the gore though, to me, it was over the top enough and like corn syrupy enough that it wasn't like, it wasn't like Walking Dead level of gore, I guess. I don't know. That's why I, I held out hope yeah. that yeah. you might I, enjoy I it. I do like avert my gaze when it comes to the, uh, I don't know, plug your ears, how far are you? Uh, you can just say the the head, the character who's just a head. Yeah. I I know that's uh, a character because it's he, on the he thumbnail. He gets like but... progressively uh, 
grosser. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't have to look at that. I can just listen. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> when does the that head makes, come, that's fair. When does the head come in? I want to say season two for sure because okay. maybe like, late there's season a, one. There's like a maybe late season one because I know there's a, a somewhat drastic change between seasons at some point. Yeah. Okay. Because like they, they, like, they're using the same makeup for a long time and then they change. I I feel like I have like maybe four, three or four episodes left in season one. I'm gonna make if it's not in, so I've not seen it yet. It's probably about there if it's not okay. If it's not like an early season two thing, because I feel like he's around for a while. Hell yeah! But uh, safe to say, all all of our chairs are pulled up, right? Yeah, we love this show. Chair fully pulled up. Your favorite TV boys love this show. You're the only, your only TV boys. So in case you weren't already aware, which you probably are, more recently than these things we've been mentioning, uh, the, these things that we've already mentioned, Timothy Oliphant has been in the Star Wars universe. And he was in The Mandalorian as well as The Book of Boba Fett as the same character, Cobb Vanth. And you guessed it, he's still like, a Western style sheriff, I believe, yeah. wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. I think one of us said it on the first the first time we recorded this episode. Uh, Timmy Oliphant is like the quintessential gunslinger. Like he's right. slinging he's slanging those guns right. if he's got a choice, man. And then, as far as looking forward, I know did, didn't you mention Deadwood got brought back as uh, for a movie? Yep, yep. Um, Justified. Getting brought back as a movie? Well, there's Justified City Primeval, in which he is in and also executive producer of at least eight episodes, and that's upcoming. So, Justified, coming back. (laughs) I didn't see this before. He's in The Simpsons as Sheriff Flanders in the episode A Serious Flanders. (laughs) That's silly. And he's still playing a sheriff even in cartoons. <laughs> he's, still, he's still slinging guns. Well, I, I feel like that wraps us up for Timothy Oliphant. Um, now we'll move on to what we've been watching this week. Should we pay homage to what we were watching this week, way back when we originally recorded this episode? Yeah, you got to shout it out at least. Because I, I know we want to talk about, about stuff now. Right. But. I was watching that week. Mad Men. All right, well, go on. What else have you been watching this week? <laughs> this actual week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead oh, of, man. What was it, four weeks ago? It's about a month ago we did Oliphant the first time. I have been watching Bored to Death. Anytime I start watching that show, I feel like I just end up watching the whole show over again. Because it's that and good. I'm almost there now. Sad to say it. I think I've got one or, you know, just a couple left of season, the end of season three. It's it's short. I believe it's three eight episode seasons. But uh, bored to death. That's what I've been watching this week. Heck who's, yeah! Who's going to? Okay. <laughs> that sounded so that weird. Was weird. That Heck sounded, yeah! That was, I don't believe you. That was so disingenuous. I meant to be. I, I tried to make myself genuine, and yeah. in that pursuit, made myself yeah. sound like a trying weird 14 to care. Year old. Prove that know. you didn't care. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. In that case, look Tom, at me, Thomas. Heck yes. Okay. See? I don't, that I, worked. Maybe. I like that more 
but I still didn't like it. <laughs> all right, all right. I believe, I believe you were saying, Thomas. He hated it less. <laughs> That's Thomas, all I want from Izzy. What have you been watching this week and or what have you been watching in the Four ghost weeks of ago. weeks past? <laughs> yeah. uh, I was initially watching Nine Perfect Strangers uh, when this episode was first recorded. Um, but we've since talked about that show. I don't feel like I need to revisit it. We know what's going on there. If yeah. you haven't watched it, you should go check it out. It's pretty good. Um, Melissa McCarthy and that is very good. Uh, this week, though, um, I have watched every single episode of season one of Imposters. Imposters? That doesn't sound familiar to me. What is this? Uh, it's on Netflix, but it originally aired on Bravo. Okay which I'm not typically perusing Bravo for things to watch, but I will so far season one recommend it. It's, it's pretty much imposters. Yeah. Without, Is this funny? It's pretty serious, but it's also like, there is some comedy in it. It's like, okay. a, it's, but it's, it's mainly a drama. Okay. It's without spoiling a bunch it's about a guy who gets married and then in episode one, you get inklings that his wife is not who she said she was. She's an imposter. And that's pretty much as I much get as it. <laughs> that's pretty much as much as I'm going to say. Nice. All because right. there, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of development really quick in this show in the early episodes. And I don't want to, if somebody watches it, it'll ruin it for you. But I will say it's very good. Um, there is a little bit, it's reminiscent. Half of the season is reminiscent of that. Uh, not catfished. Clickbait. It's like partially okay. like that clickbait show. Not the whole season, but part of it is. It's pretty good. Um, the and, acting uh, is good. Where did you watch this? Netflix. Netflix, but it aired on Bravo. Yes. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I realize that was a really chopped and screwed way of explaining that show, but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for anybody if you're going to watch it because I think it's pretty good. No, I'll, I'll dip a toe. I definitely have enjoyed <clears throat> other things you've recommended, specifically clickbait. <laughs> yeah, clickbait. That clickbait one, was so great. Based on the thumbnail, that's and the I most never clickbaited I've ever been in my life, yeah. or I guess catfished. I wasn't oh, really damn. clickbaited, but I, it looked like a bad series. It looked like something I was not going to enjoy, and I loved it 10 yeah. out of 10. Anyway, Johnny. Yeah. What have you been watching this week? Uh, so when we originally recorded this episode, my answer was Peacemaker. Uh, me and Izzy have both finished that show. Peacemaker was a, a super great time. It's honestly very fun. Uh, way better way better than I thought. And I was like not even a big fan of John Cena. And uh, we, now I am. Like that show I, solidified a, the deal. I was already a fan of John Cena, but now I might be a Cenophile. <laughs> Cenophile. <laughs> but also, oh, that's a good joke. I might like after we finish recording this, just for fun, watch the intro of this show oh and dude i'm famously on record as like i'm against yeah, no intros. it has hands down the best like the best intro, intro song and uh sequence uh but what i've been watching this real week uh has been the john wayne gacy tapes mm. i usually um usually things like this get a little too dark and gross for me um, I thought this would too, but uh, I found it very interesting. And, you know, it's not just all about the gruesome crimes. It's about the people who helped the families. And, you know, it's not all 
terrible, but of course it's about John Wade Gacy, and I did not know much about him uh, at the time other than, you know, he's killed people and dressed up like a clown. I found it very interesting. I watched it all. It's on Netflix. Nice. So... I feel like that wraps us up for not only Timothy Oliphant, but what we've been watching this week. In case you want to tell us what you think about these shows, what you think about Timmy O, or almost more importantly, who you think we should talk about next. I'd love to know. Please let us know at the TV boys on Twitter and the TV boys pod on Instagram, either one of those places. We'd love to hear who we should talk about next, or maybe not in person. Maybe you have a favorite show. Tell us that. Uh, whatever it is. Whatever you think we should do an episode about. Honestly, if you suggest it to us, we're going to give it a try. We're at that point where we, we're picking actors, but we also like mixing it up. And if you got an idea, let us know. And I think that's it for now. Do you guys got anything else before we sign off? I think that's it. Well, I have been Izzy. Who else we got here? I'm Thomas. And I'm Johnny. And if I could ask one last thing. Uh, it is important to me. I know sometimes it gets old, but if you could, please go ahead and watch another episode and we will talk to you next week. You know, one thing I don't think we said in this episode is Thomas is here in person. Oh my goodness. It's you. you, you already, we love you, it. But man. You know that you heard it in our voices yeah. because we're happier and having a better time. We're having so much fun. Thomas is here. We love you, Thomas. I don't want to make your cheeks red from embarrassment. I feel like I call, I love I call out every week when you're not here. And I didn't even yeah. say anything. Yeah. You're the joy in my voice. You typically-